I found that the only saving grace I had was through physical activity. When my body was in motion, it felt at its absolute best. That's when I was able to like bend my elbows and move my knees and my ankles. And so um, it kind of became just a habit. Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell, registered dietitian and personal trainer. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. We cut the baloney of the food shaming and focus on making healthy habits that work for you. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Have you ever heard the saying, exercise is the best medicine? Well, we hear it from certified personal trainer Katie as she shares her story about her own struggles from an autoimmune disease that came about in her early 20s, where she found movement to help cure the cause. And from there, she fell even more in love with exercise by teaching fitness classes and then on to getting her personal training certificate. Katie is an online personal trainer that teaches exercises that improve balance, strength, flexibility, and so much more. Join us for this conversation. Katie, it's so great to have you here. Will you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do? Absolutely. My name is Katie Sparrow. I currently live in San Diego, California, and I am a small group trainer as well as a personal trainer. Um, my story began like as a kid, I was just um, always, always moving, um, always on the go. And so I went, I was always, always, always active. Um, and then I started teaching. And then in my early twenties, like my body was just failing me. My joints were swelling. I thought maybe I was like allergic to something or getting bit by something. Um, it took several years for the doctors to actually figure out what in the world was happening to me. Um, but during this, this like several year struggle that I was having while they were trying to diagnose me and figure out what in the world it was, I found that the only saving grace I had was through physical activity. When my body was in motion, it felt at its absolute best. That's when I was able to like bend my elbows and move my knees and my ankles. And so um, it kind of became just a habit for me to constantly work out. Eventually, um, doctors got it together <laughs> and I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And I think I was about 24 at the time. <clears throat> so it's always in the back of my mind that... Um, I've got to use it or lose it. So that's very much carries over into my training style and just teaching people why we're doing it is what we're doing. Um, and, and just how it's going to help move throughout the rest of your life pretty much. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more on the symptoms and how you felt when you were at kind of the height end of these disease. Yeah, it's an autoimmune disease, so my body was basically just attacking itself. Um, I noticed it when I started. Um, I had moved. My husband's active duty military, so we had moved around. And I was um, I born and raised in Iowa. And I started teaching in Iowa before we moved to North Carolina. So I thought 
maybe it had something to do with the environment, environmental reaction, something had to be different. Um, I'm not really sure what it was, but like symptoms were just amplified. Um, and I was on my feet all of the time. And I was using, because I was an art teacher, I was using my hands to hold paintbrushes and pencils. And it got to the point where my fingers were so swollen, like I didn't have any wrinkles on my fingers. They looked like you'd taken one of those latex gloves and blown them up. And that's what my hands looked like. So I was trying to hold pencils. And I remember like trying to talk to my principal and I'm like, I can't hold the pencil. Like I can't walk. I, my toes were swollen. Like I couldn't bend them. And, um, so that was like the height of it. And it took them a few years before they really were able to diagnose me with rheumatoid arthritis and figure out what was going on and get on a regimen that actually controlled it. So it was just doing as much physical activity and staying moving as I could. And yeah. You know, for most people, they wouldn't want to do anything, but you did the exact opposite mm-hmm. and you kind of found that it helped within your symptoms. I did. I, I did. Absolutely. So the hardest part was getting my body into motion. Like when your, tw- your toes are so swollen that you can't get them in your shoes kind of thing. Um, it makes it so much more difficult to do it. But I think I, it was always in the back of my head that if I move, I'm going to feel amazing after I get going. So I have to just push myself through those first five, 10 minutes of like, I don't want to do this. I'm not enjoying this. And then you get that. Oh my gosh, this is, this is the greatest thing ever. So it's that, um, that <laughs> constant battle of like, you can do this. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was interesting, but, and, and now it's just like habit for me. Um, but I think it's the weirdest thing is that it's made me pretty relatable as a trainer because most people have some sort of like knee, ankle, hip, shoulder type of injury. And I'm like, Oh yes, no, I do know what it feels like when you can't move a shoulder or a knee or a, so I've got like this Rolodex in my head of like modifications, progressions, things that you can do to work around any sort of injury, if you, if you will. So it's made me relatable in that sense. Cause I think most people feel, even if they're feeling okay, will have that like, Oh, I, I know I should do it, but I just don't want to. So you had some good self-talk of getting you going and starting to get moving. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. If you can get through that first, like, well, first of all, just, getting yourself up, getting dressed in your, you know, your running shoes and everything else. That's pretty much the hardest part. Cause once you get there, you're like, okay, now I got to show up for myself that first five, 10 minutes. Once you get through that, your, your body is automatically going to want to kick in and be like, Oh no, let's do a little more, little more, little more. And so gradually you can build up those workouts just even little by little, a few minutes at a time. Um, it's just a great way to start. Um, so teacher at heart, teaching fitness classes and that's kind of where you found your love and your passion what is like your main message so just kind of with fitness and nutrition I I have a very similar view on both of them and I just try to focus on what can you add in what can you add in for movement throughout your day and what can you add in for foods that you know are healthy and nutritious so um I am not the type of person that's going to be like, let's go on a really restrictive diet. And it is just, you're never going to hear it come out of my mouth. I will always say the less is more start small, build those habits little by little. And then, you know, before you know it over time, you're like, Oh wait, I, I eat healthy now. I, I live a healthy life now. But when we try to overhaul everything all at once, whether it's, you know, the diet or it's, 
the fitness piece. We're going to burn out. If you are going, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to be on this restrictive diet and then I'm going to work out an hour and a half every day, you're going to burn out. You're probably going to get hurt as well. So it's, it's just finding the things that's going to allow you to do it for the rest of your life. So it becomes a meaningful change. I love that. How do you help people um, find that balance within fitness? Because there's so many different types of fitness, whether that be HIIT or strength training or yoga. Um, what was What is your recommendation? Um, all of the above. <laughs> and I say that because um, I'm a big fan of cross-training. Cross-training meaning like even if you have a sport, let's say your sport is just running or swimming. If you start cross-training and adding in a variety of exercises, what's happening is, is you're allowing your body an active recovery day so that you don't push to the point of exhaustion where you're injuring yourself or burning yourself out. And um, there's so many styles out there. So personally, I'm one that I'm just like, I love them all. <laughs> I just don't have time in the week to do everything. Um, but just really finding the ones that stick and gravitate that you really like, I think is most important. When you if you, if you absolutely hate tr- hit training, I would say don't do it. Find yourself something that you do because anytime you're forcing yourself into like a square peg round hole, you know, you're trying to make yourself love it and the love isn't there. There are so many other styles out there. Maybe you like kickboxing instead. Um, there's just so many other things that you can be doing that you enjoy. So I would say that if you are doing something that like it is not serving you, you are not enjoying it look around, search around, because there's, there's a lot of different methods for fitness. If one is not it, keep going, keep trying. Yes. And I see you use um, different like fitness toys or equipment, we'll call them, you know, whether that be a band or a ball. Uh, Tell us what's one of your favorites. Those are actually my absolute two favorites um, for several reasons. One, the mini bands. Um, They're just, I like the rubber ones because of their versatility. I have the big thick cloth ones, but you just can't do as much upper body work with them. So if you're looking for like an amazing full body workout for $12 of equipment, you can get so much resistance packed into that tiny little resistance band. So I have a lot of resistance band workouts as well as the mini ball and a mini ball is like less than 10 bucks. They're absolutely amazing. Um, I don't, I think they're like an underutilized, I don't think that people realize how much you can do with them. Um, I hear a lot. I was actually training a client this morning and we were using the mini ball and she's like, it just looks so innocent. <laughs> it looks so sweet and innocent. And then we use it and we cry a bit on the inside. So it's just it's learning how much you can do with something so small. And what makes those great is that um, they're so easy to pack with you. We do a lot of camping on the weekends and I keep, an entire set of everything in the camper because it's lightweight. I travel with it. I can take it to the beach. Like I can go anywhere with it. It's not my giant, bulky, heavy set of weights. So it's great for versatility and price point. Yes. I need to get a mini ball. I uh, saw my son's, like he uses it as a basketball, you know, just, and I'm like, I could use that, but I think I need to get the actual mini ball. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, I have definitely, before I, um, had bought like the, the one that I really like and use all of the time. I actually just use the kids playground ball. They are a little bit more um, spongy would be the word I would use. So they have a little bit more give. And when you have a little bit more give, it makes the exercises just that much harder. <laughs> yes. You wouldn't think so. So actually you almost want it just a teeny tiny bit 
deflated. Okay. Deflated gives you more of a challenge. So probably the the balance and flexibility it's working on a little bit more. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, tell us how your week is in your um, fitness world of what it looks like for your training. Um, okay. So typical training, you know, take the kids to school, <laughs> get them out of the house first. Um, and then that's kind of when my, my morning begin. I try to have them kind of stacked. So I have my really big, um, heavy days, um, my Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, are the um, advanced fitness levels. Um, Those are the big challenge days. My Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, it's more like back-to-back of clients, and I have more foundational fitness days. So um, really working from the ground up, working on um, just the form, the technique, um, and, and a lot of mobility. That's the biggest thing um, I think I see with people who are just starting working out. They're like, we want to overhaul and do it all right away. And it's, it's just not the safest way to do it. So we go back to the basics and we really start working on actually the core. The stabilization is huge. Just being able to stabilize the muscles around our spine is huge for being able to move. This provides, you know, your trunk, you think of that as like your stability and then your limbs come off of it. So everything is housed in that trunk. So we really start um, in the midsection and work our and work our way out from there. So that's that's pretty much a typical typical day, I guess, for a typical week. And with that core, I think sometimes people just think of the front side, you know, your abs as your core. But core has a lot to do with that lower back because how many people have back issues? <laughs> Absolutely, and 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 just kind of going off of that with the back issues. Um, our, our glutes are also a part of our core. And I don't think we think about that because we're like, oh, we think um, the rectus abdominis, the six pack that we can see, that's what we think of our core. But we've actually got little muscles way deep down in there that their job is literally just to hold the spine up. And then there's muscles that surround that. And then you get into your bigger muscles, like your six pack and your obliques that we, that we typically think when we just train core. But glutes too, the glute medius or like that side butt area, that's actually responsible for stabilizing our low back. So when you're having low back pain, a lot of times one of the best things you can do for yourself is actually to strengthen your glutes because they help hold up and support your core and your low back. So you're not dumping into it as much per se. Right. And you have great information on your Instagram page with little mini exercises and even um, some at the desk for for some core options. Yes. So um, like I was saying earlier, just trying to sprinkle in little things throughout the day. So I try to give people some ways to live healthy throughout the day. And, and I know people are really, really busy, especially if you get stuck at your desk and say you have a desk job. <laughs> like I just can't get up. So I've, I've put some things together and it's called NEAT, which is uh, non-activity exercise thermogenesis. So it's basically the calories we burn um, during unplanned exercise. So taking the stairs instead of the elevator, um, parking out away from the store just a little bit farther and walking. Um, And then there's simple things like just sitting at your desk. You can be do. I could be sitting here right now doing some calf raises. Um, And and you can do things under your desk. You can even um, work on hip mobility and hip openers. And you can put your legs under the desk and the person across the cubicle will never know what they're doing. So you can, you can get those activity um, bursts throughout the day, which is um, really important, I think, 
So it just makes it more manageable because time is so precious in the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Making the most of it. Multitasking. Yes. Multitasking at its longest. Um, when we were messaging the couple of the first times, you mentioned that you had a program ro- rollout. Tell us about that. Yes, absolutely. So um, one of the biggest questions I got was, okay, so I, I'm training with you one time a week, but what in the world do I do the other days of the week? Um, and what I had noticed is, you know, you can pick up a book on just about anything, like how many books on diet are out there, you know? There's a lot of resource on it, but there's not a lot of resources on actual cardio fitness and um, how to improve that. So we should be doing some sort of cardio fitness about three times a week um, is what like the American Heart Association is recommending for us to help control diabetes and blood pressure and, um, you know, all of the things that we always hear about that we don't want. (laughs) So the cardio program is a 12 week course and it's customized to the client. So it takes your information, your heart rate, your fitness level into account. And it's, it's a structured program. So that way, when you walk into the gym, so many people get panicked and they, they're like, Oh no, Oh no. So many things like, what do I choose from stuff everywhere? So you just hop on the treadmill and you go 20 minute fat burn button go. And you're like, well, that's better than nothing. And it's true. It is, but we plateau very, very quickly. Um, and so this, this course is designed to take us and push that fitness level all the way throughout. And because it starts with your fitness base now, it can be used at absolutely any level. And it's just taking the science behind the way that our body burns, um, and uses its energy. So whether it's burning through straight fats or carbs, um, just the way that it's using that. And so it's, it's kind of an interesting um, combination of, of having recovery time built in and then you've got like your strong power day. So um, it's, it's pretty neat. I would say, especially if you are someone um, who's just like, I get panicked when I go to the gym. I don't know what to do. Um, this course is 100% <laughs> right up your alley, helping you get comfortable. So you can walk in there and be like, oh, I've got a personal trainer in my pocket right now. And um, just taking a lot of that guesswork out of what do I do when I come to the gym today? You go and go, I know exactly what I'm doing today. Yes. So crucial to help people with within those areas. Now, when you talk about cardio fitness, what does that look like? Right. So when we talk about cardio fitness, we're talking about our aerobic and anaerobic zone. So meaning our body working with oxygen. And then once we get to what's called our anaerobic threshold, where our body shifts gears, it shifts systems in the way that it burns. And then um, it's working without oxygen. So typically we can only stay up there for a couple of minutes, but you can definitely train that and train your body to be able to do that. And it's just training your heart and your lungs to be, to be stronger, to be able to provide throughout the, your entire life. And actually there's a lot of studies that have said too, that you can be more cardiovascularly fit in your forties, fifties and sixties than you were in your twenties. So it's highly trainable. So it's just, it's such an amazing thing for our body. It really, um, it really needs that. So the course uh, takes all of these components of, the cardiovascular fitness and plays around with coming in and out of these zones, um, allowing our body some time to rest, recover, um, so we don't get injured. And it's just maximizing, maximizing your performance. What type of equipment? Um, 
it is designed that you can do it on absolutely anything. So um, depending on what you have, um, to be completely honest, I actually don't use equipment when I do the course myself. I just go outside and I like, we have a track right by the house. So I like to go outside and run and I set the interval timers on my phone so I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing when. Um, but it can be done on a treadmill, a bicycle, like an indoor-outdoor bicycle, really. You could use either. Um, elliptical, arc trainer, I mean, you name it. It can. You can, a rowing machine, you can make it work on literally any piece of equipment that you find in there. So. so nice. So it's just setting up those interval timers for you to increase uh, your, your cardi- cardio fitness. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Um, that's good to know that you can uh, ramp it up in your 40s, 50s, and 60s. So there's, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. looking for that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. um, when you work with clients and things and those types of situations, uh, what's something that you just kind of have to keep repeating that people just have a hard time with in the fitness area? Um, I think I think the thing I repeat the most is that we can't spot tone in our core. <laughs> um, most of my clients are women and they want to tone the midsection, which is absolutely amazing because we know that the visceral fat, the fat that's right around our organs, we do know that, that if you have too much of it or you get past a certain, what I call, I guess, a healthy point, you it, it can lead to type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol. There's certain cancers, strokes. So we do know that we don't want a lot of visceral fat. So it is important. However, the biggest thing is we can't just do sit-ups and make that go away. We have to gain muscle training throughout the entire body. And then the cardiovascular is also um, a huge, huge point in the overall health of our body and being able to burn off, right, if you will, the excess. So it's, it's not a spot treating kind of thing. It's, it's an overall arcing. We've got to take care of everything. And like I said before, just really learning to um, stabilize in our muscles of the core to make them stronger, to make sure that we're using them correctly. Um, I see a lot of people at the gym and when they go to do like a sit up or a crunch. And if you notice it's the abs, if you look up at your belly and your belly is pulling or pushing out, my daughter called it her Santa belly. She called it. So if you see yourself getting a Santa belly when you're doing your crunch, it means you're actually using your muscles backwards. So you've got to be able to pull them in instead of push them out. So there's a lot of retraining on that too. And just how in the world do we actually use the core? Cause it's not, it's, for most of us, it's not a natural thing. It's a lot of training to get our core to want to work the correct way so that everything else we do is safe. And that is what is so important too. Um, if you do the exercises wrong, it just leads to injury or uh, some part in there. Yes, absolutely. And I also, we don't intend on doing things wrong. Like no one, you know what, I'm going to actually purposely do this, you know, squat or whatever it is wrong. We just tend to not know what our body is doing. So we we think it's going right. Um, And our muscle starts, especially if you've had any sort of injury, like if you were sprained your ankle or um, you don't have as much mobility in your ankle. It can affect things such as like squats and running and your gait. Um, Our bodies compensate so quickly um, and they become imbalanced. And so that what we call unilateral training. So training on one side of the body um, becomes so important so you can find and tweak and fix it and learn the patterns the correct way. So your body automatically will find those correct patterns and 
um, yeah. I just recently saw you had a core challenge on your Instagram and you had uh, different exercises focusing on um, all areas of that. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yes. So I think um, probably the most popular on my Instagram is anything plank related. People love a good plank, which for awesome reasons, they are just so amazing for our body because it's not just our core, it's our shoulders, it's our back, it's our triceps. It's the glutes, it's the quads, it's everything, even even down to like ankle mobility um, and wrist strength as well. So um, just taking a different style of plank each day and then slowly adding up a little bit of more time to it. Um, and then um, I also did lives, which do live on the page. So you can go in at any time and go back and, and start those. And each day I incorporate a different muscle group. So if you're ever, you know, the... The uh, social media world is filled with fitness ideas, but you can take something as simple as a squat challenge or a plank challenge and just getting you to think of how you can make it into a bigger um, workout in itself. So you can take, okay, well, I'm supposed to do three planks today for, you know, three minutes total. And you're like, well, how do I make that into a workout? So the little live that we, we did the last two weeks just show you like, here's how you can incorporate some different squats and um, here's how you can incorporate uh, body weight. Um, I think one of the days we use the mini bands, but everything can be done without. Otherwise, it's pretty much just all straight body weight. So no equipment required. Those are the best. Uh, where can people find you? <laughs> um, I have a YouTube channel, which is Made Fit by Katie, as well as Instagram. And that is also Made Fit by Katie. Awesome. And tell everyone the spelling of Katie. Oh, yes, it is different. <laughs> I always forget. I'm so different. It is K-A-Y-D-E. Yes. So very different, very different spelling. So made fit by Katie, all one word, K-A-Y-D-E. Great. Some some great resources, free resources there for, for everyone. And if someone wants to start a program with you, how do they do that? The best way is just um, pop into the Instagram, DM me. I'm pretty good about getting back to those as quickly as I can. So um, that's, that's the easiest and uh, quickest way to get a hold of me. For someone starting this process, like looking into working out more, what would you tell them? Focus on what you can add in. Um, a little bit at a time. So start with the neat, which is, I talk about a lot on my Instagram page, look at those and start there and go, Oh, that's only a, you know, a five minute thing I can add in and then take your five minutes and add another five minutes and 10, 15, and just trying to carve out a little bit of time. Um, it, our, our schedules are, you know, they're crazy busy with between like work and parenting and all of the things and trying to maintain a social life. It does get hard to add in the workout. So just focusing on, the little bit that you can add in is going to be that lasting change. I think I even saw one of your, maybe your reels of you're doing some leg lifts, like getting that brushing your teeth or putting makeup on or something. (laughs) And I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's so realistic. (laughs) I know. So, um, I've, I've always like done the, um, while I put on makeup and stuff, but it's great because it's, working on our balance training. Um, and then if you go and you start doing like, um, I think that one, I think I had leg extensions in there, which is also the glute work. And it's so simple. And you just work on the balance. You're working on the core. Um, you're working on your glute strength and, and, you know, still doing 
you know, your makeup all at the same time. So just finding a way to make it all fit. Uh, you do a great job at, at making it real life and, and showing people how to incorporate it. So your, your teaching style is fabulous. I wonder where you got that from. <laughs> <laughs> I, I come from a long line of teachers. So my mom was a teacher. My sister is a teacher. Um, yeah, everyone's a teacher. I, I don't know. She always said um, basically that if whenever you learn something, pass it on, share it with others, and then challenge yourself to learn something new. And that's how you continue to grow is to pass on your information because it forces you to move on to the next thing. That's a, that's a great little takeaway. Um, now, as your kids are younger, how, how old are your kids? Um, my youngest son is five and my oldest daughter is eight. Okay. So when they see mom doing these videos in the living room, what do they say? <laughs> Just with the fitness part, it rubs off on the kids because they want to join in and do the videos and, um, try things for their, themselves. My daughter actually, um, <laughs> she started making her own fitness videos to send to the grandparents. <laughs> They're very long. They're very hard. <laughs> so. That's awesome. So you also do, you said, one-on-ones, and then you have a little yes. group fitness class too? Yeah. Great. Yeah. So um, I do the, the one-on-one personal training. I have both um, in-person and virtual clients okay. as well. Um, again, just being from like all over the place, I've got people on the opposite coast um, that I, I can still train. So yeah, oh <laughs> for technology. Good for you. Uh, I saw that you have a workout buddy in one of your videos and I'm like, I want to be that workout buddy. Like I was, it looked a lot of fun <laughs> when I was it, looking it at is. it. No, yeah. you, work, you work so much harder. It's like you feed off of mm-hmm. other people's energy and you push just a little bit harder. And I think that's why I love the group training so much. And, and, and honestly, I mean, it's, you're ultimately, you're competing with yourself, but it will, it just gives you that extra burst of energy and the groups are just so positive. It's such a fun environment to be in and it just makes showing up that much more fun. And the group I have right now is um, moms. And so we've all got the, you know, the kids, the daily grind and all the things. So it's like our hour of us time. We get to have adult conversation. We get to sweat and work hard and have a good time. And then we can kind of go back to the reality of, everything after hours up so it makes it really fun and that time goes really fast when you're all there together too it's like oh that was easy (laughs) yeah exactly it does time flies when you're having fun oh that's awesome okay so we will get into our closing questions here if you were in a tv show which one would you be in oh i think i'd have to be on friends (gasps) totally i love Friends. I mean, just the, the the group vibe is great. I think I'm, I might be kind of a Monica. <laughs> <laughs> the neat freak. You're the, when she yeah. trains Chandler and she was like, let's go. And he's sore. So <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably me. I'm probably a little over the top. <laughs> Competitive. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, what is your favorite feel good food? Oh, um, I have a sweet tooth, so I'm going to go with ice cream, ice cream or like, um, warm chocolate chunk cookies. So <laughs> those are like the key to my heart right there. <laughs> Does anyone ever comment on, on your food choices like that? 
because you are a personal trainer? Yeah, okay. they definitely do. Okay. They're kind of like, wait a minute, you're not, I didn't think you were supposed to eat that. And I'm like, just a little bit at a time. <laughs> oh, so true. Uh, last question, best or latest book you have read? Oh, I, um, I think the last one I read might've been where the crawdads thing. Ooh, that's I a good that one. That was the last one. I think that was the last one. Other than like, most of them have been like, my training books, which are not really as exciting. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I sure wish Katie lived by me so we could work out together. (laughs) She gives real advice to help build more mobility and strength in the body. So be sure to check out her on Instagram for many helpful workout tips. And thank you for joining us this week on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.